0: What's up, everybody? This is John Neighbors, and I am the host of the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I'm also the host of The Morning Rush, which you can listen to 6 to 9, Monday through Friday every morning on hitthatline.com. So be sure to stream it live. As we have a lot to get to, we're going to talk about a new starting quarterback for the Arkansas Razorback football team, Get into some other things that Chad Morris had to say in his weekly press conference, and also be joined by a very special guest, Nikki Chavanel of hogbeat.com at the end of the show. So we really, looking forward to that but we start with the big news coming out of the Arkansas Razorback football team Chad Morris has finally named a quarterback finally we have one and his name is Cole Kelly not necessarily surprising if you think about all the things that he did last season and being named the backup or at least the guy that was put into place after Austin Allen was getting hurt but I honestly truly believe that Ty Stor was going to win the job I-, I did from what I've been hearing And from what I felt like he was able to do when he was in the high school level and all the things that he had been saying, it all seemed like it was going to make sense to have Ty Story as the guy. Well, that's not the case. In fact, here's what Chad Morris had to say about the decision to start Cole Kelly and where they expect him to go from here. Uh, Cole Kelly will be our starter. Um, Ty will play. Um, but we we were gonna we're gonna start Cole and uh, and Ty's gonna gonna get in and, and have an opportunity to play as well. Again, that was Chad Morris on Cole Kelly and why they decided to give him the starting position. So I, I started thinking about it and, and looking at it and from hearing what Chad Morris had to say as well as Joe Craddock, they felt like he was the most consistent quarterback uh, in the, in the past week. Especially, they felt like he was doing a lot of great things. Thought that he was bringing it every single game and every single practice, at least in their. Uh, play games, if you want to call him that. Uh, But it seemed like he, he he was the better man for the job. Now, the only thing that concerns me about this whole scenario is something that we've been talking about a lot in dealing with Cole Kelly himself, and that is, okay, is the guy winning the job because he's really that good? Has he really figured out the offense? Is he really getting a feel for how his team feels and how his offense feels about him? Or is it just because... He's not sucking the most to put it just mildly. you know there's a lot of ways you can take and a lot of ways you can look at it, but I think it's fair to see and to at least to discuss this quarterback situation and whether or not it's actually a good one. I don't think it is. I think it just happens to be that Cole Kelly was the one that was the most talented of the least talented players in the unit as the quarterback position. I mean, I don't know, maybe I'm being too harsh on him, but that's just how I felt. I felt like overall, this whole team has been waiting for somebody to take that next step to t- really separate themselves at the quarterback position. And I just don't know if Cole Kelly is truly that person. Is he just somebody that we have to look at and say, well, he was, he was better than Ty in a couple of practices. So therefore he must be pretty good. I don't know, because Ty Story is still going to play in this game. They went with Cole Kelly, but Ty Story is still going to play. Maybe a third quarterback, still banking on John Stephen Jones, still hoping he's going to be the guy. But you got to admit, Cole Kelly has the measurables. I feel like that's probably something that gets overlooked more than anything. Not to say Ty Story doesn't have measurables as a quarterback, but when you're six foot seven, folks, like Cole Kelly is, and you're 245, 250 pounds, however much he weighs, I know he's lost some weight, if you can believe it, and he looks like a completely different person. But when you have those measurables as a quarterback, you are automatically given a major advantage just because it helps you stop traffic, but it helps you as a quarterback if you can see the field easier and you can see the field a lot easier when you're six foot seven. And in a lot of cases, when you're taller than your offensive linemen that are going to be in front of you, when you're taller than the defensive linemen that are coming after you. So when you're taller than them, you're able to see the field a little easier and it makes it a lot better for you. But what about his passing game? It's fine if you can see the field, but how can you get, get him the ball? Can you get your wide receivers the ball in space? Can you make good decisions? Can you lead this team? Can you hurry it up? Can you use the tempo? Can you do all of these things? That's what's going to be the thing that we have to watch with Cole Kelly, especially in game one. Because I'm telling you right now, folks, there's going to be an issue that may come up with this team at some point in time to where if Cole Kelly starts, especially in the first game against Eastern Illinois, taking steps back not looking as confident not looking as good everyone's gonna be looking down at the bench over at ty story be like man do you want to you want to try this out see if you can do a little better and not just the players but maybe some of the fans too so there's a lot of pressure on cole i think he can handle it i think he's a very confident guy and if you've never don't think that to just listen to the guy talk you'll know exactly how confident he is he has confidence and i like that in quarterbacks and some people here's the thing when it comes to personality of quarterbacks some people have a lot of different vibes some people like the guys that are like tyler wilson for instance who comes on my show on the morning rush all the time tyler wilson he's got he's got confidence there's no question but tyler wilson is also a very humble guy You know, when every time he's talked about or someone talks about him being the greatest or, you know, anything like that, even in joking, even in jest, he gets a little uneasy. It's just not his personality. It's not something that he enjoys hearing about or enjoys doing. And he doesn't carry himself that way. And that's fine. It worked out really well for him. And he was a very successful quarterback. Then you had guys like Ryan Mallett, for instance. Very confident, borderline cocky by most standards. Loved to talk about himself, loved himself, and guess what? It worked. Other examples outside of Arkansas, people didn't like Johnny Manziel. People didn't like Baker Mayfield for various reasons because of how they carried themselves. But there were other quarterbacks that were in the college football game, like, say, Robert Griffin III, That was very humble very kept to himself but they all have confidence so it's just a matter of pick your poison what do you like i like my quarterbacks to be able to be themselves because when you go and revert back into panic mode you're always going to revert back to what you're comfortable with and what you're comfortable with is what yourself and your own personality becomes i like that in quarterbacks so i like them to be overconfident because when they're overconfident They're going to feel like there's nothing too big that they can't handle. There's not a defense that is too great for them not to tear apart. There's not a defensive lineman that can get to them. There's nothing that will ever be able to beat them at all in any case. And I like that in my quarterbacks. Now, it doesn't mean that it always leads to success. I don't know if Cole Kelly's going to be a great quarterback this season. I don't know if he's going to go out and pass for 3,000 yards. I'm not going to predict him to. But I think that he can at least find some type of role that he can play and to be successful at it. And if he can just be that confident guy where he can take some risk and look at him, look at the defenses and maybe see some things that other people can't because of his size, you mix all those things together and I think it'll be really beneficial for him. I don't want him to be somebody he's not. If you're a cocky SOB, then you're a cocky SOB. Be one all the time. Be one on the field. Be one in the classroom. Be one in your social settings. Be one all the time. Because if the better you are at that, the more comfortable you're going to be when you go on the field and you're the same guy. And it goes the same way with the, with the guys that are not that way, like Ty Story, if you've ever heard him talk, or if you ever talked to him, very humble, very co- keeps to himself, isn't one of those guys with a great quote. Uh, he, he's very coached up. And I think that's that's good to have if you're a quarterback too. Again, there's no right or wrong way of doing it. It just depends on what you prefer. And Ty Story, if he's that way with the media, if he's that way with his friends, if he's that way with the coaches... I want them to be that way on the field because it's about what you're comfortable with. You're always going to revert back to what you are comfortable with as a player. I want these guys to go out there and be themselves. And when they're themselves, they will play better. And with Cole Kelly being named the starter, don't know how long it's going to last. Don't know how long he's going to sit there and play in this game against Eastern Illinois. But what I do know is when he goes out there, he's not going to be afraid of anybody. He's going to be overconfident. That could be beneficial. Could be deadly. Depends on who you're playing and depends on what happens and depends on who you go up against. But I I really like the decision by Chad Morris to come out today and say this instead of having to wait until later. I think that that's also something that's going to help the team out now that they can settle in and get somebody and get behind somebody. I feel like that's great, and that's something that uh, Chad Morris has obviously wanted to see said, I think it was last week or the week before last, that he wanted to have somebody at by this point in time named as the starting quarterback. So I, I like the decision. I like where he's going. Now, will it pan out? Time will tell. We'll have to wait until the game against Eastern Illinois. But I want to see Cole Kelly take chances in this game. And I think that that's one of the things maybe we talked about in the podcast either uh, Friday or Thursday. I can't remember which day it was. But I want to see him take chances. I want to see him go out there and throw the ball downfield. I think Chad Morris and Joe Crack, the offensive coordinator, will open it up for him a little bit. He'll hand the ball off a lot. He'll have some screen passes, some out routes, whatever. You know, just some simple stuff to maybe get his confidence going. But I want to see him... Rear back in the shotgun, take a couple of steps and and fire a nuclear missile over about 58 yards. See what happens. Does he have the wide receivers to get to it? I don't know. That's something else we're going to have to watch for. But I want to see him take risks because I know that's what he's good at. I know that he has the strength, the arm strength. You're not six foot seven, 250 pounds, not have any arm strength which is not the case. So I want to see him utilize that arm strength. I want to see them take chances downfield, which is what the offense that Chad Morris has built around, that's what they want them to be. They want them to be a two-back, run-oriented system that takes chances downfield. Cole Kelly's perfect for that, and I think he'll be a good job. I think he'll do a good job this Saturday. But it's go- I want to see how he responds to adversity more than anything because that's the thing about overconfident guys. It's about how they respond to adversity. Anybody can be overconfident when things are going great, but what happens when you throw a pick? What happens when you get sacked? What happens when you make a bad decision? You overthrow a guy that's wide open. What happens when things start going wrong? Do you do you go back and you start whining and you start pouting and you start letting it get to you? Or are you confident enough to come back out and don't let it get it behind you and just say, that's all right, I got it, I got this, coach, don't worry. I'll take care of it. How are they going to respond to adversity? Cole Kelly's going to be the one that we have to see. So it's a weird thing to say, but I almost want to see him mess up in this game just so I can see how he responds. Does that make sense? Makes sense to me, at least on paper. But either way, we're going to have to wait and see how that plans out. But as of right now, folks, you have you a starting quarterback. Rejoice. It's an exciting time. We're going to talk a little bit about other things that Chad Morse had to say on the other side of the break. Before I get out of here, i got to tell you about FanDuel.com. The wait is nearly over. Football is almost here, and that means it's fantasy football season, and FanDuel has never been more fun and easier to play. If you're not a fantasy expert, then FanDuel is clearly the best place to play. FanDuel has something for everyone, and there are more ways to win than ever before. Don't believe us? How's this sound? This season, FanDuel is running a free Two hundred fifty thousand dollars Survivor contest. This is the biggest free Survivor contest ever. Here's how it works: you pick one team to win each week, and you can't reuse that team again for the rest of the season. To get that two hundred fifty thousand dollars Survivor contest, go to FanDuel.com/slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com/slash locked on. Plus, new users get twenty dollars bonus when they make their first deposit on FanDuel. Come play with me and what i'm trying to get to and how i'm trying to win this money come play with me at fanduel.com/lockedon you are locked on Razorbacks your daily Arkansas
1: Razorbacks podcast
0: all right, another thing that Chad Morris was discussing with the media is talking about the energy level and how he wants it to be and how he expects it to be an all-time high for players and fans. You know, I'm looking at the weather report this Saturday, and it's looking pretty awesome, folks. And if you're listening to the podcast right now and you have a ticket to the game, make sure you use it. And if you don't use it, give it away. And if you can't give it away, contact me at Rush John Neighbors on Twitter, and I will make sure that your ticket does not go to waste. But I'm looking at the weather predictions for Saturday because let's be honest that's an important thing and it's looking pretty good 88 degrees and sunny that's not bad at all in fact I'm expecting that to be as about as good as weather you could ask for very early September essentially late August weather when it comes to Razorback football first prefer kickoff at three o'clock in the afternoon it's not going to be it's going to be hot but it's not going to be as hot as it could be but Chad Morris is all about that energy he's all about bringing the energy in, in different ways trying to find ways to get people excited not only as players but Especially the fans. And I think the fans are going to have to bring it a little bit. Because, listen, folks, Chad Morris is doing his job. I don't know if he's going to be the best coach of all time at Arkansas. I don't know. I feel good about him. I think he's done a good job so far. In fact, if I had to grade him out, I'd probably give him an A, B plus A, somewhere in there, just in the job he's done in recruiting and everything else. But I like what he's been doing so far. I think you have to give him a chance. If you're a fan, go to the games. Get excited. Enjoy yourselves. If the game's not great or if it starts looking a little sketchy, okay. Take it from there. See what happens. See where it goes. But all I'm telling you folks is that if you're going to be there, just be excited. Don't be pessimistic. In fact, on my show today, I had a lot of people talking about how excited they were on a scale from 1 to 10, and most of them were doing under 5. Really? You're not that excited? It's football season. What's there not to be excited about? I can think of plenty of things to get pumped up about. And it's all about how you bring it. The fans are going to be the energy. The players, if they go out there and start scoring at will against Eastern Illinois, the fans' energy will come through. And I truly believe that a lot of fans are just waiting and seeing on this first game to be able to be excited. Because if Arkansas goes out there and Chad Morris puts up a lot of points against Eastern Illinois, I know it's Eastern Illinois, it doesn't really mean that much, but if he goes out and he puts up a lot of points, then they're going to be excited about game two. But they just want to see something before they get excited. They want to be given something before they get too excited. They just want to look at it and say, hey, that's why we feel like we're going to be good. That's why Chad Morris is going to do good. That right there, that player looks really good. We should be excited about him." They just need to see something. And I think this will be a great opportunity to show something, and Chad Morris knows it. So go out there. If you have tickets, take advantage of them. Check them out. Be sure to use them. And again, if you can't give them away, give them to me. I'll make sure they get taken care of, all right? But Chad Morris needs energy, and I think that's the best way that he's going to be able to bring it is that the fans come out there as well. So, again, I like what Chad Morris is doing. And the thing is, I think in the back of his mind, he probably knows that there's not a lot of excitement about Razorback football, at least in the fever pitch that it's supposed to be during this time of year. He hasn't been here, but I think he knows it, or at least he's been told about it. So, he's going to approach it and say, you know what, I'm going to be excited. No one's going to have as much energy as me, so I'm going to be excited, and then hopefully my excitement rubs off to everybody else. Yeah, coach, it will. You know the easiest way to do that? Winning. Looking good and winning. If you look good in your first three games, that Auburn game is going to be fun. If you look good and after that, there's going to be a lot of people in Arlington for that game against a and And if you look good in that, you're going to have a sellout crowd against Alabama. Look good. Be competitive. And I think that's all anybody can ask of you right now. All right, we're going to be joined by Nikki Chavanel of Hogbeat.com here in just a little bit. But Before we get to that, you know, ever since I started this podcast, people have been asking me for advice. And usually it's about what team to bet on this week. And the truth is, I I don't know who's going to win. But if you think you know, you got to check out my bookie. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. And that's why I always tell people to bet with my bookie. Trust me, guys. They are your best bet this season. They've been in business for years. They have had great reviews online, and their mobile site is very easy to use. Lay down some cash and win big today. I would only recommend this service to my listeners because you guys have been so good to me over the years, so I'm going to be good to you. That's why I'm urging you, urging you to make your way to my bookie because when you win, they pay. They have in-game live betting and the most rewarding player perks in the business. And for your fantasy guys out there, you can even bet the over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score each game. Pretty much, if you want to bet on it, I'm sure that myBucky will have you all set up. Join now, and MyBucky will match your deposit dollar for dollar. In fact, first deposit, 100% up to $1,000. That's an incredible offer. All you got to do is use promo code ONCOLLEGE. That's promo code on college to activate your offer visit my bookie online today that's m-y-b-o-o-k-i-e and don't forget to use the promo code on college when creating your account to claim your bonus you play you win you get paid with my bookie you are locked on razorbacks your daily arkansas razorbacks podcast Moving on to the next segment of the Locked on Razorback podcast. I welcome in my very first guest into the podcast and she's extremely stoked about it. She's actually pretty new to the Razorback sports beat, but she's doing a fantastic job. Nikki Chavanel, the managing editor of hogbeat.com. Nikki, I know you're extremely impressed and honored to be a part of this podcast, but especially privileged to be the very first guest of the podcast. So appreciate you coming on with me.
1: Thanks, John. I I really couldn't be more excited and it's, Freaking game week, man. Like, there's no better time to be on the podcast. Really honored for you to have me on as your first.
0: Yeah, okay. Well, don't butter me up too much because we're going to depend on <laughs> how this discussion goes. But I appreciate it, and I appreciate you taking the time. Now, there's a lot of stuff that was going on today. You were at the press conference, as well as I, with Chad Morris. Like you said, it's game week. In fact, Chad Morris came in. First thing he yelled out in front of the whole media was game day or game week. It's game week. He's so excited about it. So, big news, I guess. Cole Kelly named the starting quarterback of the Arkansas Razorback football team, at least in game one. Now, he also said that Ty Story will play a little bit, maybe another quarterback, but they're going to go with 1-5, the new 1-5. So, are you surprised by that? What do you think about it? Just your overall reaction.
1: I was not surprised by it at all. I've been kind of, you know, telling my audience about it, getting them prepared that Cole Kelly's going to get the starting job despite what preconceived notions they might have about him or – not even preconceived notions what his history has has shown you know that he might not make the best decisions but just in general I mean the former staff named him the starter when when you know they needed him and I don't see why just because coach Morris is new and coach Craddy's knew that they wouldn't see the talent that he had over Ty Story and I I mean I didn't get to watch too much of practice but I thought he looked like you know, the quarterback that that this team needs. And (laughs) Coach Craddock made a really good point today in the press conference. He said that Cole Kelly takes hits well. And uh, with an offensive line that is as thin as the Razorbacks are right now, I think that uh, whoever's that quarterback is going to need to be able to take some hits, get back up, shake it off, and go to the next play.
0: So what what do you think it is about Cole Kelly? Obviously, consistency is is important for this staff, but I mean – I always felt like somebody who's the size of Cole Kelly, six foot five, six foot six, uh, obviously has uh, lost a lot of weight, but still just a thicker guy. I feel like that plays a lot, especially at the quarterback position and maybe something that could be beneficial in Chad Morris's system. Do you think his physical attributes had a lot to play, not just his physical ability in playing the quarterback position?
1: Yeah, I think that was huge. Uh, He has a really strong arm and he, he showed it. You know, last season in the spring game, and again this fall camp, and uh, Joe Craddock. You know, he loves to throw that deep ball, and so if Cole is the most consistent with that, and if he's—I mean, he didn't mention the chemistry that he has with the receivers, but I do think that he has uh, some advantage over the other guys with the chemistry there. I think all those things put together make him the obvious starter for this first game, whether or not you know he plays every snap, which he won't. Uh, but I think he's the safer choice at this point.
0: So the quarterback position under Chad Morris, I think is one that Razorback fans have not been used to seeing. They had, of course, Brett Bielma, more of a pro-style guy, Bobby Petrino before that, more pro-style, Houston Nut. No one really knew what he was doing with the quarterback position, but it was kind of a crapshoot every single day. So this is going to be a new style for what Chad Morris is bringing in at the quarterback position. But these are Brett Bielma's players. These are guys that Brett Bielma recruited, and obviously Cole Kelly, uh, wasn't recruited by Chad Morris in this system. How do you feel like, at least from what you've been hearing and seeing, these guys adapting to Chad Morris's offense? Is it going to be just because Cole Kelly is better, but that's not necessarily great because you know the other guys aren't catching on? Or do they, you really think that he is a quarterback that has caught on to the system really well and is going to be able to be really successful in it, at least in year one?
1: Well, actually, what I think has happened, and you might have noticed this if you watched SMU's games last year, they adapted the system to fit Ben Hicks because he's not a big runner. So they use the running backs a lot more. And I think that with the personnel that Arkansas has this year, that's going to be a great route to go with, you know, throw to your running backs more and give them the ball more. And then also use your wide outs and your tight ends even more at Arkansas because they have guys with real talent, whereas the Mustangs were depleted in that area. So overall, I actually don't think it really – changes what they want to do and I don't think it'll be that big of a disadvantage not to have more of a dual threat guy though obviously they have one coming next year
0: now you know Chad Morris because you like you mentioned you covered him when he was at SMU uh so looking at Chad Morris at SMU and Chad Morris at Arkansas is he the same guy has he changed anything has he made any adjustments just from what you've seen and what you've heard from him and his staff
1: no I don't really think he's changed uh Chad Morris is Chad Morris he's always just, you know, that positive high energy guy. And, uh, obviously I think if you do have to adjust you're under more pressure, more scrutiny. You kind of adjust the things you say. I think he's become a little, just a little bit more scripted. He was already, uh, very by the book at SMU, but, um, I think he's going to handle the pressure just fine. He was at Clemson. That's equally as high pressure. And, uh, you know, same Chad Morris. I, he's got a winning personality, and I think that'll help the team when they're when they're struggling in, in games.
0: Nikki Chavanel, the managing editor of Hogbeat.com, is our guest right now on the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Nikki, just looking at the outlook of the season, obviously it's game week. Everyone's going to give their predictions. Everyone's going to be, you know, yelling at you because your predictions suck because you don't have Arkansas being good enough. That's how fans do it because they're going to do it to us all. So, looking at the season outlook has anything changed in your mind from fall camp from what you set maybe felt like after spring or in the beginning of fall camp or what's kind of your outlook on overall in the season and how much is it adjusted over fall camp
1: well initially I thought it would just be a systematic issue that would well I haven't really put my prediction out there so much yet because I obviously fans love to jump on that and and to be honest, I haven't been around the team that long yet, so I haven't been that comfortable putting it out. But I'll I'll say five and seven. That's where I have the Hogs at, and if everything goes right, I give them six wins and maybe a bowl game. Okay. Uh, I know not not too controversial, uh, but honestly, when I when I first saw the team, I thought it might be you know fitting the scheme. That might be the problem. But now I think it's more uh, can they stay healthy can they make the crucial plays that they need to make it, it's gonna be a game-by-game game thing I uh, you know we'll we'll see how it goes I I really need to see this is Eastern Illinois game and even more so the game after that to to make my my full assessment of the team and I think the coaches are in the same boat they they want to use the Eastern Illinois game as a jumping off point uh, because until you see guys in the game situation, you really don't know what's going to happen.
0: Okay, so we're going to deviate from topic a little bit, and we're going to talk about your favorite topic, which is you. So I need you to tell everybody <laughs> listening to this podcast, since you're new to Arkansas Sports Media, I mean, everybody knows who Bob Holt is. Everybody knows those guys that have been around and for 80 years or how long have they been covering the Razorbacks. But since you're new to the beat, you have no connections really to Arkansas, at least not that I know of. So just kind of give everybody a little background of, where you came from, how you got to this point, and why you're here.
1: Oh, wow. I get to talk about myself, John. Your favorite topic. amazing. I know. (laughs) So I uh, went to SMU fully driven on, you know, getting my journalism degree and uh, graduating and covering an NFL team. Obviously, uh, you don't just jump from covering your college team to covering the NFL, so Uh, I worked for Rivals as an intern my freshman year, and then as a full-time staffer throughout my three years at SMU, became the managing editor. Uh, You know, that means planning the budget, deciding all the things we get to talk about, (laughs) et cetera, et cetera. Uh, You know, I got to know the staff really well. And when Rivals was looking to replace some guys over on the site, uh, you know, connections are... Are pretty much I'd say about 70% of what we do in journalism so it really helps to have someone that knows the team knows the coaching staff and so I moved on up to Fayetteville and it's been great for these it'll be four months on game day so I'm really excited
0: so what's been your favorite part of being in Fayetteville because I'm from Fayetteville I'm a Fayetteville guy I think it's the best city in the world don't at me but that's just how I feel um but you've been you've been to other places and you know Dallas is a cool spot too that's where I was born but just What's your favorite part about Fayetteville and Arkansas in general? Because Arkansas fans and Arkansans in general love having their ego strokes. So, what are your favorite things?
1: I mean, the aesthetics of Fayetteville are amazing. Like the the mountains all around it, the small town with the the cute little shops everywhere. It, it that really appeals to me personally. I also love the nature around everywhere. I'm a big hiker, so I've already taken advantage of all those aspects. You know, kayaking stuff like that uh in general i'm just super pumped to see how this town gets on game day i mean that's that's what we're all here for right so right uh i'm hoping to set up a tailgate with some of my subscribers that'll be fun john you're more than welcome to join us oh gee thanks (laughs) but yeah i really can't wait for game day and to see what this town turns into
0: yeah, well, it's an exciting time for a lot of fans, and you know, it, it's just been tough. And I think that that's the thing that people are going to have to wait on is Chad Morrison getting the success because it's been a long five, six years for Razorback fans just trying to have something that they can be excited about. And I think Chad Morris is doing uh, a good job of it so far. But you know, the, the thing is, is I, I, I hate to even ask this question in this way because I feel like it's so early. But it, do you have a grade exam for example of what Chad Morrison and the job he's done at Arkansas so far? Just because I know you are recruiting and that's your main topic of conversation, obviously, is what you cover. But what grade would you give Chad Morrison the job he's done since he's been at Arkansas?
1: That's tough, but honestly, I give him like an A-. And that might be high, but from my expectations of what they were going to be able to do recruiting-wise when I started to what they've actually accomplished so far, I mean, there's a huge gap. Like, they have – locked down so many four stars that i didn't even think were a possibility you know once you get on the beat a little bit more you learn a little bit more about you know the situations with these guys and other schools and how it all works but just the job they've been able to do creating relationships in that short amount of time bringing the team together um you know getting everyone under one mindset uh i mean that's been huge and then from a marketing standpoint they're everywhere uh that they can possibly be on every type of social media and all that stuff really adds up and um that's why i give them an a minus because i i obviously how this season goes is going to be a huge chunk of that grade but up until this point they've done everything that i think that they can do to make the team better and make the program better
0: what would you give the grade for the fans and how they've been nice to you have they been really nice to you since you've arrived on the scene
1: You know, what? first it was Rocky, it was Rocky, (laughs) but ever since then, everyone's been great. Um, the support's been great. I think most people who understand how journalism works, appreciate my unbiased, you know, non fan like, uh, approach to journalism. And that is, I mean, I just want to tell people that just because I did not grow up an Arkansas fan, does not mean I am not going to be excited about good football like that is the whole reason why I love this job I get to cover football every single, every single day and that's why I love it like I am going to be excited I'm going to be upset when they don't do well but just in general I'm going to have a much more unbiased opinion on the team as a whole.
0: I think it's a fair answer. See, I was trying to trick you. I was trying to throw you into a mix and seeing if maybe you would uh, have something mean to say about the fans, but I know you better than that. So you handled it pretty well, (laughs) honestly.
1: Thanks. No, the fans are amazing. Yeah. Coming from SMU to where the fan base is almost non-existent, like this kind of support for a team that went four and eight. Oh my God. I mean, the, the passion for it is just incredible.
0: And let's hope they have something to be passionate about this season. Nikki Chavanel of Hogbeat, the managing editor. You can uh, check out our website at hogbeat.com. Uh Do you have any specials going on? I know you always are running out uh, some subscriber stuff as far as discounts and sales. You got anything going on or did I just set you up for
1: failure in that? <laughs> no, we will absolutely have something going on coming this week, whether that be, you know, a percentage off a whole annual subscription, which I think you'll want because our basketball and baseball coverage is also amazing. Um, or we'll have, you know, a free month just to try the side out and get to get to know us, get to love us, all that kind of stuff. So stay tuned for that coming this week.
0: There you have it, Nikki Chauvinel of hogbeat.com. Always appreciate you joining me and hanging out with me, Nikki. I'm sure we'll be doing this maybe a little longer. We'll see because maybe we'll start getting a little more competitive and then I won't allow you on my <laughs> podcast anymore. So one of the two things are going to happen. But either way, appreciate you coming on, and uh, I'm sure we'll be seeing each other around soon.
1: Thanks, John. Have a good one.